Welcome to today's Wingman Men's Moment. I'm Jay Dennis, co-founder of Wingman Nation, along with Randy Ferreira, the other co-founder of Wingman Nation. Randy, how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Jay. Doing great. Good. In our last podcast, we have focused on the spiritual leader of the home being a committed Christian. We said that involves being saved and certain of salvation, growing spiritually, possessing a great faith, and being spirit-controlled or filled with the Spirit. Randy, just uh, looking at these things, I I was thinking about your prayer life. Recently, you took a trip to New York, and on your trip back, it was a little bumpy. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was a little bumpy. Thanks for bringing that up again, Jay. Uh Uh, But uh, yeah, on the way back in, we uh, we were flying in, and the weather was pretty bad, and we heard the pilot put down the landing gear so you know we're bumping around thinking oh good we're on it we're finally getting in and all of a sudden we hear the landing gear go back up oh and no we just we started going back up again and circling around the airport you may have been in that situation mm-hmm. before but then we're by bouncing around of course <laughs> hoping and praying my uh, certainty of salvation was certainly <laughs> kicking in I was growing spiritually all the time, and we started descending again, and we hear the landing gear go down for a second time. Oh, no. So we're kind of wiping the sweat off our brow, going, wow, this is great. We're finally getting in. And as we start approaching down, all of a sudden, we hear the landing gear go up again. Oh, not a good sound. And we go up again for a second time. So my uh, possessing of great faith continued. (laughs) As I was spiritually controlling myself, or trying to, um, and praying, of course. And we did another lap and started in for our third and final approach. And uh, this time, the landing gear went down. and Yay. We came down as well, Ma- safely. Makes you want to kiss God. the ground when you get there, right? Yes, the terra uh, firma, the blessed terra firma. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and I guess it uh, improved your prayer life, right? Improved my prayer life. I grew spiritually. Nothing Tremendously, like, actually. And I would just say to, to the listeners, there's nothing like a few bumps in life <clears throat> to help you to increase your faith and to grow and to improve your prayer life. Well, that's a good analogy. And, yes. and we want to pick up today talking about having a daily personal time in God's Word and prayer. 1 Timothy 4, 7 says, Train yourself to be godly. Randy, the spiritual leader visits God's gym daily. That word train, when Paul says train yourself to be godly, literally means to enter into the gym. That's a great analogy, too, to think about uh, your spiritual growth being like going into God's gym, building your spiritual muscles. So how does reading the Bible and praying do that each day? Well, it's interesting, too, because with all of our busy schedules, you know, right. we're trying to make sure we exercise and eat right and, you know, getting the kids off and planning our day and, you know, digging into God's Word seems to just sort of fall down the list of priorities, but it really should be at the top of the list. Um, You know, sometimes I'll be going, wow, I really got to work out today. And then I start thinking, well, that's true, but I haven't spent Mm. any time with God. So uh, although it's important, uh, all those other things are important, spending time with God and and, uh, training our our spiritual life is the most important. So we have to definitely 
figure out, especially as men, how right. we can get time, how we can prioritize time to do that. Exactly. And I think some guys think that uh, that means they have to spend three hours every morning, get up at four o'clock, spend three hours in prayer and Bible study for it to really count. And I just want to assure our listeners, uh, God is not on a time limit here. He just wants you to have some time in his word, time enough for him to speak to you and for you to be able to communicate your heart to God. It is that simple. In fact, I think it's vitally important that guys have a method for doing this because if you just uh, get up and open the Bible, I call it the stop and flop method. You just uh, open it up and wherever it stops, you flop down and, and you read that. You know, that may work sometimes, but it's not a good daily kind of uh, method for reading God's Word. So there are many methods. I know the one that I enjoy and my wife enjoys is the one-year Bible. Uh, you can read uh, Psalms, Proverbs from the uh, New Testament and from the Old Testament every day. And if you read about 15 minutes per day in one year, you will have read the entire Bible through. And so, guys, I would just ask you, can, can you spare 12 to 15 minutes a day for God? And that's just one method. Uh, it may be that uh, you want to take the book of Proverbs. Uh, if you um, if you take a proverb, a chapter of Proverbs a day, you'll read the book of Proverbs in a month. That That's another thing. If you read five Psalms a day, you'll read the book of Psalms uh, within, within a month's time. So I just encourage you guys to find a method where every day you're reading God's Word and, and praying. Randy, through the years, what have you found to be helpful in doing that? So for, for me, it's a little different. I mean, sitting down and reading the Bible, which I've done many times, a lot of times you, you know, you, you just find yourself just reading. Yeah. And, you know, just reading and then you go, wow, what did I just read? And it really didn't sink in. So for me, I had to find, um, I had to find a couple of things. One, I, I do a devotional every morning. Uh, it's it's a book called Jesus Calling and wonderful devotional. Wonderful, and there's a lot of devotionals. That one, it's you know, it's, it has one for every day. Yes, and it has a little story, and then there's uh, uh, references to the Bible and verses to to mm -hmm. memorize. But it's short and quick. And then in addition to that, I I try to um, uh, to use a, a specific study where I'm reading a chapter or two. Uh, that ha also has some questions relating back to the chapter, and right. I use a study Bible, mm -hmm. and the stu it's an NIV study Bible with with explanations at the bottom. Uh, you know, That's which important, is, which is really helpful because you know, depending on the Bible that you read, um, sometimes you know we're not Bible scholars, uh, right. most of us. Right. So uh, to have an interpretation from someone at the bottom and sort of like real terms right. is very helpful for right. those of us who don't have that visionary thought process where we can see what the writer was trying exactly. to say. Exactly. Through the years, I've used the Life Application Bible, and uh, I've loved the notes in that, but there are great study Bibles. But guys, it's important to get a good study Bible, like Randy is saying. And one method that I've found when reading a scripture, if you'll use it, it has four parts to it. You read the scripture, you reflect on the scripture, you pray the scripture back to God, and then you listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I found that if you take just one verse and you do that with that one verse, 
God speaks through his word. You know, the Bible is the only book whose author shows up every time you open its pages. Yes. No other book can do that. Yes. So uh, the uh, the important thing is, guys, is to open God's Word every day and give Him time to speak to your heart. And you will be amazed at how God uses His Word throughout the day. And I realize that uh, we're all different, but for me, the morning times are better mm-hmm. uh, because I like having that word at the beginning of the day and live through it the entire day. Yeah. So, uh, but the important thing is just be sure and do that. As we're looking at the characteristics of a committed Christian, one other that I want us to talk about is having a pure heart. Randy, Jesus made this promise in the Beatitudes. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. That is a promise directly from Jesus Christ. And obviously the the issue is having a pure heart. But when it says that you will see God, does that mean that you will visibly see God if you have a pure heart? Well, that would be nice, but I don't think any of us would be around if we visibly saw God. That's right. Right, according to the Bible. But I think it's experiencing God. I think we will feel him, know he's there, uh, seeing him and throughout our life and how we're, how uh, things are happening around us. But And the pure of heart, you know, it's, it sounds, oh, well, that's easy. Well, it's not easy. It's, not it's actually easy. very difficult for men because we are so weak. Yes. You know, when it comes to temptations, not yes. just with pornography, lust, and, yes. you know, all of the, the wrong priorities. Right. Just... Going through our normal day as men exactly. to have a pure heart is very difficult. We're visual creatures, men are. Mm-hmm. And so we're affected by what we see and, and what we think about. So if we are allowing ourselves to look at things that, that are not consistent with God's holy character, then then that's going to affect our actions, no doubt. So, guys, we have to constantly be on guard And we have to guard our hearts. We have to guard our thoughts and guard our feelings. You know, Job was one of the godliest men who ever walked. And uh, and he said in Job 31.1, I made a covenant with my eyes not to sin and not to look lustfully at a young woman. So if this godly man had the need to do that, how much more do I need to do that every day? that I make a covenant with my eyes. You know, I can't help if I look at something, but I can help the second look. Mm-hmm. And the thought. And the thought. And it's very difficult. We're human beings, whether we're, you know, stronger Christians or in the beginning of our walk. It's very hard today with with the way style and uh, yes. the way women are dressing and more and more is revealed out right. there, and uh, we're being bombarded with it. But uh, what, but I try to tell guys, and what I try to do is when you see a, a woman walking down the street or you see somebody coming at you or whatever, uh, you know, our eyes tend to wander in the wrong places. Right. So I always try to put in my mind these two thoughts and words, eyeballs and earlobes. Yes. Good. Tell eyeballs us about and earlobes. that. <laughs> Yes, well, they they those are body parts that will not get you in trouble and will not <laughs> will not get you lustful thinking because that's when when you see a pretty lady coming and you got to look for whatever reason, obviously the best thing is to look away, but if you find yourself looking, 
focus on our eyeballs and earlobes. <laughs> Guys, that's a good fine. word for today. Eyeballs and earlobes. You know, you mentioned uh, pornography, and I believe very much that at least 80% of Christian men are struggling at some level with pornography. I'm not saying that they're all hooked on pornography. Some are. But, but it is an issue that is so prevalent, and it's so easy in this Internet age, in our uh, cell phone age that we live in. So we have to intentionally guard our hearts. We have to intentionally seek a pure heart because there are many opportunities, like you said, every single day for us to get our eyes off of Jesus Christ. So guys, you keep your eyes on Jesus. You keep your thoughts under God's control and, uh, and you daily seek to be a man of purity, a man of holiness. You know, someone shared this with me many years ago and it's so true. It's that not that you are happy if you seek for happiness. Let me put it this way. If you seek for happiness, you're not going to find it. But if you seek for holiness and you're holy, you find happiness because holy people are happy people. So the issue is, is striving not after happiness, but after holiness. Because when we're pure of heart, we're happy. Yes, absolutely. And that happens the more we spend time. We talked about spending time in the Word. The more we spend time, the closer we get, the more we're praying, we're getting closer and closer to holiness. Absolutely. Good word. Let's do one other in this uh, characteristics uh, listing uh, of a committed Christian. And we said, he is in church on Sunday. A spiritual leader prepares for and attends church on Sunday, even if it's virtual. And I realize that in the time of COVID, uh, that has been uh, very uh, messed up in the sense of we've been used to going to church and then all of a sudden church stops. At least it stops as far as us being there in person and we start watching virtually. You know, Randy, I've talked to a lot of people who they feel guilty that they're not actually in the church service. And we want to assure people, if you are still one of those who are susceptible to COVID, or if you have autoimmune issues, or you have have risks, um, God knows your heart. And if you're watching church uh, and you're doing that virtually, God is counting that as if you were there. I believe that with all my heart. Now, when we can, we need to gather together Mm -hmm. because there's nothing that takes the place of believers gathering together and encouraging one another. In fact, Randy, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, read what that says. Sure. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Whenever we come together 
as God's people, there is great encouragement. Uh, when we're singing together, we're corporate worship, uh, we're listening to God's word together, we're praying together, there's just no substitute for that. But until a person can actually do that, I encourage them, just keep watching, keep being a part as much of you as you can uh, by, by watching on Sunday or whenever you can do that. You know, Randy, as we wrap up today, I just want to encourage our men, encourage our listeners to be the spiritual leader of your home. And that means preparing your family every week for church and then leading them to church, not just taking them to church or dropping them off, but you being there, setting the example. That is a spiritual leader, no doubt. No doubt. And on that note, if in fact you have someone in your family who is susceptible right. uh, or has an issue and you can't go to church or you're uncomfortable going to church, you can still exercise being the spiritual leader of your home by getting your family together to watch church Good. online. Good. So guys don't have to really say anything. They don't have to, uh, all they need to do is just get their families together and then maybe pray with their families. Exactly. That is an excellent word as we finish up today. God bless you listeners, and we encourage you to listen every week to our Wingman Men's Moment broadcast, our podcast. We are thrilled that you have joined us today. Until next week, God bless. Wingman out.